This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Welcome to the Leadership Blueprint. I'm your host, David. And I'm your co-host, Victor. Today, we're going to be talking about why having healthy relationships as a leader is important. We're also going to be giving you some practical tools that you can start using today to start building healthy relationships. So let's jump right into it. So, Vic, why is having healthy relationships important as a leader? Well, it's important for a number of different reasons. I mean, first and foremost, leaders can't be leaders if they don't have anyone following them, right? Yeah. That's pretty simple. Their relationships with their peers and constituents determine ultimately how effective they're going to be. Mm -hmm. Understand that a leader's success is only achieved through the successful navigation of their personal and professional relationships. I don't think they heard you on that one. Can you say that one again? I mean, listen to it. It's real simple. It's a leader's success is only achieved through the successful navigation of their personal and professional relationships. Mm. Now, the thing to consider is Everyone has different perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. So that means everyone has different definitions of healthy. Let me ask you this. How do you define a healthy relationship? I define a healthy relationship as is bringing value to one another. It's, you know, my wife always talks about symbiotic versus parasitic. Uh, parasitic is something that's taking away from you versus bringing something to you. So as a leader, it's important that we're bringing value to the people that we get to serve, not the people who serve us. Mm. So let's use a metaphor on this. I see healthy relationships as a bridge that connects the people to the leader. Man, man, that's powerful, man. A, a bridge is, is such a powerful symbol, right? Mm -hmm. it, it connects the people to the leader. I think it's important to recognize that there are different types of bridges, just as there are different types of leaders. Mm -hmm. Uh for example, some some bridges, some leaders are, are easily accessible, right? Yes. Only a short distance away from the people. And they can make a person feel energized every time a person has to cross that span to get to them. They're excited about going in that direction, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the opposite side of the coin. There are some bridges out there, some 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 leaders, right, that are that are what we say high up in the clouds. Mm -hmm. uh, they can be a little intimidating, right? Too far up there. Too far up there and and so remote they can never even be found. I don't think you're going to say that any better. So the question is, what kind of bridges are you building for your teams and the people that you that follow you? Next we're going to be talking about different avenues leaders can take to create healthy relationships. Now the first tool is creating trust. By definition, that means being dependable, vulnerable, and consistent. Ah, my good friend, Mr. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember having that leader in my life who created that trust for me. You know, he created an environment that I felt secure, inspired, performed at my highest level. It was innovative. I took educated risks, and I didn't have a fear of losing my job or being judged because I knew that he had my back at the end of the day. For example, something that I've learned from my mentors uh, and that I was able to actually apply in my own leadership was that building trust was not just what I said, but how my actions would match. Now, here's a simple formula for building trust as a leader. Consistency plus vulnerability plus selfless service equals trust. Now, I'll say that again. Consistency plus vulnerability plus selfless service 
equals trust. Now the question is, how can you become more trusting as a leader? Each day, work on one of these characteristics, consistency, vulnerability, and acts of selfless service. That's a good formula. I like that. I like that. So let me give you the second tool. The second tool is creating variety. Mm -hmm. If a leader truly wants to be effective, they have to create variety in three key areas. First, they must embrace diversity in all aspects of communication. Mm. Variety has to exist in the ways they communicate with people. They must embrace diversity in personal development. There has to be multiple ways in which they develop themselves and encourage others to develop themselves. That makes sense. The third is in team building. You must find different ways as a leader to build your team up in order to get them in line with the mission that they're all set out to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So what's your experience been like, Vic? Honestly, uh, I've seen both sides of the coin. The most effective leaders are the ones who are great at identifying the key areas and ways to push their people Mm -hmm. because they understand a couple of things. All leaders are expected to be versatile, knowledgeable, and consistent in their dealings with their teams, mm-hmm. right? That's why I always put deliberate thought into every communication I send out. It's important that every leader understands a key aspect. The fact that people rarely remember what you say to them, but they always remember how you made them feel. I so, don't think they heard that. Can you say that one more time? Catch that now. Catch that. Think about it. The way you feel about someone, especially if you are under a certain leader, you don't really remember the things that they say, but you always remember how they made you feel every single time you interacted with them. Right. Yeah. Now, let me give you an example that backs this up. Right. So I once worked for a company where headquarters decided to close my office and relocate my team 30 miles north. Say what? Yeah. Yeah. Now, get this. When I found out that this decision had been made, I was riding home. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call from my manager telling me this was the direction that the company was going in and that they were making the announcement tomorrow. So I had no idea that this was coming either. I, I'm shocked. And the first thing that came to mind was my people. Wow. What am I going to do with my team? What, what's going to happen to them? Right. And so the next day comes we make the announcement and it's me, my manager and a member of HR. And we're standing in front of the group. They have no idea this is coming. We're as a team, we're doing well. We've turned things around. We're headed in the right direction. We're ranked high in the company in terms of offices. And then we tell everybody that their hopes and dreams are being taken from them. Now, as you can imagine, not a single person was happy with this decision. I mean, basically they were told that, their opportunity was immediately taken from them. I mean, ripped from under them Mm. without them having any control of it. Mm. So what do I do? Yeah. Well, I did what any good manager is supposed to do. I stood there at the front of the room after my manager left, after the HR person left, and I stood there waiting for my team to come up and talk to me, to ask questions, to embrace every single feeling and frustration and concern and question that they had. And they had a lot. 
right? I have been telling them that this is good. We're headed in the right direction. We're doing everything the right way. And now all of a sudden it seems like that's changed. So I had to instill some reassurance in my people. Mm-hmm. I had to let them know that if they were willing, if they believed me and the things that I had imparted on them about our future together, then they would make this decision to come with me because I'm always a part of them. I mean, it was tough. It was tough. I promise you that. What I will say is because I took that stance, I was allowed to retain 90% of my team when nobody expected me to retain any of them. I would say probably the odds were I was supposed to retain 9% instead of 90. Yeah, I can only imagine. So, so as a leader, Vic, you know, experiencing what you experienced, how can leaders apply that into their lives right now? Well, again, the best way to apply this is to create variety, right? And, and a very, a very simple uh, way to impart this is by having a timeline for developing people, mm-hmm. right? That timeline, the leader must know in and out, right? Because you're taking someone from zero to success. Mm-hmm. So this timeline has to have multiple touch points. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, weekly coaching sessions that build skills as well as having a touch point for performance evaluations in order to maintain healthy levels of accountability, right? Because you want to teach people how to do the job and how to do it successfully, but you have to follow up. I I love to say you must inspect what you expect, Mm -hmm. man, right? Right. You must inspect what you expect, right? I don't know if you're writing that down right now, but you need to write that down. Can you say that one more time for the people? As a leader, you must inspect what you expect, because it is your responsibility to have a plan for taking the people from day one to one of the best. Mm, That's good stuff right there. Now, let me give you your third and final tool in your healthy toolbox, leaders who connect. Now, these are leaders who focus on building authentic, healthy relationships. Now, there's been a lot of leaders that I've had a lot in common with, but very few that I've actually connected with. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why is that they saw me as a person and not the position, not the other way around. Doesn't that make such a difference when they see you as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, it's so true. It, I feel heard. I feel like I exist mm-hmm. because, you know, the truth is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right, right. So, so when we connect with people who follow us, you know, they give us permission to they give us permission to pour into their lives. And now we're more receptive to their guidance because we know that they care for us and they're connecting with us. Yeah. So think about it this way. Right. Bluetooth and Wi-Fi are both tools to connect a device to a source. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, however, a Bluetooth only connects when you're right next to the source. But the Wi-Fi actually connects to the source if you're in the location, mm. right? Because the strength is actually stronger. Yeah. So, so what's my challenge and encouragement? My challenge and encouragement to you today as a leader, as an inspiring leader, as an experienced leader, is to become a leader that have a strong connection with the people you get to serve, regardless of the situation. Right. They just got to be in the location, right? 
just right in the location and you're connected with them. So right before they come to work or, you know, as a father, you know, you're connected with your children as a, a husband, you're connected with your wife, whether you're in the same location, you still have that uh, strong connection. So at the end of the day, we want to give people the tools and tell them or show them how to use it, how to apply it in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. So explain now how a, a leader could build a stronger connection with with the people that follow them. Right. So the, it's so simple, but it's so difficult at the same time because we have this thing called an ego. Right. But if we can move aside from our ego, it can be as simple as this. Becoming more curious about what interests them their lives, their success. And when people become interested in others, you know, naturally the other, you know, others become more interested in them. So is interested people are interesting. So let's do a recap. Why are healthy relationships important? We talked about healthy relationships are important because it becomes the bridge that connects the people to the leader. What are your thoughts on that, Vic? Well, you got to remember the the tools that we gave everybody, right? The the three things that a leader can do to create healthy relationships is first create trust, mm-hmm. right? Second, create variety, mm-hmm. right? And then third, create a strong connection, right? You mm-hmm. got to have those three things. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. And hopefully you found value in that. And the goal is to use it, you know, not just to know it, but to use it. Uh, I, we would love to continue, but Vic, I think that's all we have for today on the leadership blueprint. Thank you all for being with us today. And if you use any of these tools that we taught you today, you know, and if it works for you, please send us an email because we actually want to hear about it. Now, Vic, what are you what are we going to be talking about next week, Thursday? Man, I'm so excited about next week, Thursday. Next week, we're going to identify the opposite end of the coin, the things to look out for, those landmines that leaders could could step on that possibly destroys everything that they built. We're going to identify the warning signs to recognize when a relationship has become unhealthy, mm-hmm. right? Those triggers, right? And ultimately, the goal is to educate and equip people with applicable resources to improve both personal and professional relationships. Man, it's going to be good. Yeah, that's some exciting stuff right there. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure you join us next week, Thursday, as we continue our series on healthy relationship. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never ever have to miss an episode. Leave us a comment because we want to connect with you. Remember, be the leader you wish to see.